so this morning's topic is the spirit of incon- uh, the spirit of insecurity and criticism. <laughs> and uh, and I dealt with a moment of insecurity as I'm standing over there thinking to myself, um, I need to go up and then have people um, sing a song that's never been written. <laughs> well, we sang words that have been written, but sang them in a new way. And so I was dealing with this insecurity whether or not I should do that. Should I do that? Should I do that? Should I do that? And I'm like, what are you talking about today? Today you're talking about <laughs> a spirit of insecurity. Like, of course you have to, to step out and do this. And I believe that this is um, exactly what the Lord um, is, is wanting to do with disciple community. We've talked about this. And um, I began to make this point, I believe, last week or the week before. And I never really got to make the point and let you know what somebody had said to me. So what I was saying was, as we began to put together or kind of plan out Disciple Community on Sunday mornings, um, I knew that I wanted it to be different, but I didn't know how it would be different. And what somebody spoke over me was, what it starts as is not what it will continue as. Which or What it looks like in the beginning is not what it will become. And... Um, and so, as we meet week after week after week, it's like the Lord continues to move us and shift us in the direction that we're to be going. And, it, and, and if I could put a word to it, I would say that the Lord is he's moving us in the way of freedom. And so he's breaking off these, these religious limitations that we've placed on ourselves. And scripture says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Um, and we're continuing to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We, we are being transformed into the likeness of Christ. We're being sanctified. In Hebrews it says we're being disciplined. And so there's this work that's taking place in us. And what I love to see is how it continues to manifest out even on, on Sundays when we gather. It, it manifests in the gathering. Um, and so last week was... I felt like something kind of cracked open. Um, I shared about activating <laughs> the body of Christ to be able to pour into the body of Christ. Um, and how disciple community is not always going to be just uh, me up here doing this, um, but everybody, as the Lord leads them, doing this. So we all get to share our experiences and the thing that the Lord is impressing upon us. And I think... It, it, it's exactly what happened just a moment ago. If anybody has a song or a hymn, I'd never really seen that um, kind of fleshed out on a Sunday morning, apart from like a set list. So it's like, well, I have four songs and hymns, and I'm the worship leader, so we're going to sing those uh, verses. I think the Lord's stirring us up to sing this song that is in somebody. Let's get it out. Um, and so that was really cool. I just, I'm, I'm joyful in that. Um, so. One of the things I wanted to say, and, and this, this may be all over the place, and that was a statement of insecurity as I'll get to, uh, <laughs> because I'm preparing you that I'm going to be all over the place, because I'm worried that you're going to think that I'm going to be all over the place. We're going to talk about this. This is, this is the spirit of insecurity that rears its head. Um, and so as I was praying this morning, I was, 
I was asking Jesus about certain things that were said in Scripture, like when Jesus said, um, don't call anybody father on earth because you have one true father who's in heaven. Don't call anybody teacher for there's one true teacher. And he also says don't call anybody leader, which is really interesting. Because then I look at that and I say, well, my gift, my role to the body is teaching and leading. So I'm not to be called that, but I carry this role. So how does that work? It seems contradictory to me. And, and I realized, and this is what I believe disciple community is as we move forward, is that in order to teach and lead, I have to learn and follow, right? So if I'm not learning and following, well, then I'm not, uh, I shouldn't be teaching and leading, <laughs> if that makes sense. If I'm not learning from Christ and following Christ, well, then I shouldn't be teaching and leading. And you shouldn't be looking to me to teach and lead apart from me following and learning from Christ, right? So as I'm learning and experiencing and growing, as I'm following Jesus as he's teaching me, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn it from me. And uh, in 1 John chapter, chapter 2, let me look it up because I want to... Not get it, um, not get it wrong. First John two. I swear that I, there it is. It says, but you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you have all knowledge. And then it says, but the anointing that you received from Him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. And so here you get, here's another scripture that says, you have no need that anyone should teach you. But then it says, but his anointing teaches you about everything. And so I thought to myself, <laughs> well, one, confirmation, we can learn from Christ himself. He's a living God. He's the living God. He's speaking. He's communicating with his people. His, he, he commands us to take his yoke upon us and learn from him. Well, what does that mean? Well, yeah, it's, it's Bible, but it's relationship. And so I can inquire of the Lord just as I did this morning and just as I did earlier in the week. And I say, show me, teach me what I need to learn from this situation. And then he teaches me. He gives me insight into what's going on in my heart because my heart is laid bare before him. Right? And so... I began to consider that, and, and what he's doing in this is giving me a, a greater understanding of my identity and my role to the body, that as I learn from him and follow him, I can then give what I've been given. And that's the place that I'm coming from now that I feel is very different from the place where I was before, when I would teach before. I, would, I was simply trying to gain knowledge to give knowledge, but now what I believe I'm gaining is discipleship and growth and experience and relationship and as I gain those things I can I can communicate I can teach what's happening but it's the spirit in you that has been given to you that confirms and affirms within you that the things that I'm saying and teaching and experiencing are right and so where I'm going with this and, and I hope this this will make sense it will make sense What's that? What did you say? It's all over the place. 
Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> it's so awesome. That's right. No, it's, it's, it's really interesting how, because, so somebody spoke this over me as well. They said, as you are learning and experiencing, you're going to be able to teach it. And it's as if right now, in this moment, God is making connections for me as I'm speaking. It's really interesting. But what does that do to somebody who's so used to having to, had, having to, had to prepare? <laughs> Someone who used to have to prepare every word and statement and, and outline to, to be able to then give something. And then it's the flesh, right. Right. And so, let me tell this story of what happened to me, and then this, this will make more sense. So I was having a discussion with, uh, with a friend of mine, and openly and honestly, we were essentially criticizing some pastor-preacher friends that we have, that we know and love. We know and love them. Oh, he said this in his in his sermon, and I just thought that was off. And oh, I think he should have more passion. And well, that was just way off, and that probably wasn't even his sermon, you know. And just we're being critical. We're being critical, you know. We're 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 making light of it. The truth is, you know, if that's the truth, some of these, I mean, people have heart issues, and they need to have their heart issues, heart issues dealt with. But we're having this conversation, and I realized how critical we were being. And I asked this person, "Do you listen to my sermons?" <laughs> What is he thinking about my sermons if we're if this is what we're saying about somebody else's sermons? And he said, well, I didn't know you put them up. I said, oh, yeah, you know, iTunes and Google Disciple Community Sermons or whatever it is, and they'll come up. And so he said, yeah, I'll check them out. So he listens to them, and at 5.30 a.m. on Friday morning, um, I was partially awake because Illy likes to stick her feet in our ribs and lay on top of us and you know that kind of thing so I was partially awake and I hear my 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 phone go off and I and I open it and I have a text message from my buddy and he says so I listened to the first three sermons of disciple community in January he said the content was good but you said you have a crutch word he said you said right almost 90 times in 45 minutes and maybe you've noticed this about me, or maybe you haven't. Because I make statements say, right, 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 like Finding Nemo, mine, mine, right, right, right. And, and he said, so the content was good, but you have a crutch word. And I thought, oh, okay, some speakers have crutch words. Some people say, um, some pe- I, as a transitional word, I say, so, right? so, and then I make my point. And so I got to thinking about this. And I, and I kind of wrote it off there for a moment. And I, and I think that the majority of the times that I say right have to do with I want to make sure that you're understanding and getting it. I want us to be on the same page. Other times, I think it's because this is more conversational style than it's ever been. Right? <laughs> C? Maybe I'll just pick up C. And then... With the, okay, C, C. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love you guys. This is fun. And then I realized how bothered I was 
And the reason I was so bothered, it's as if the Lord turned the light on and showed me that I'm, essentially I'm flawed. (laughs) I have my own flaws. And it was as if he said, you're, you criticize, but you're worthy of criticism because you criticize. And it reminded me of the scripture that said, with the measure that you judge, it will be judged against you. But then I, 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 I realized that I was really bugged by this. I said, Lord, why am I upset about this? Why, why did this happen? Because I used to teach and not have these crutch words, but now I'm saying, right, right, right. And he revealed to me that I have a certain level of insecurity that I've been dealing with. And it pokes its head out in, a, in an unobvious, to me, kind of way. He's made me certainly more aware of it these past couple of days. But he's also shown me that all of us in some way or another have or still do have insecurities creep up in our speech by the statements that we use to preface our statements. So rather than just making a statement and being sure of your statement, Jesus says, let your yes be yes, your no be no. We, we can be sure of the things that we know and the things we experience and the things we learn by the Spirit in us that is our teacher. And we have the anointing to know all things. We have the mind of Christ. We, we have mysteries of God revealed to us. We have experiences with the Father. We, have a, we read Scripture. We gain understanding by the Holy Spirit in us. And so we can be sure But oftentimes we have experiences and we say things like, well, I want to tell you about this, but I don't want you to think that I'm crazy. Or you're going to think I'm so weird, you're going to think I'm the biggest weirdo. Did I weird you out? You're going to think I'm wacko. You're going to think I'm off my rocker. We say these things, and we we do, and I'm not picking on anybody, but it happens. We make statements. (laughs) What? Much. It happens much. Picking on anybody much. (laughs) But I've noticed it. So... I noticed it myself, and I notice now notice it because other people do it. And, and, and the beautiful thing about this is that the Lord can come at these things from a place of love. And he can correct these things in us in a place of love. And he can shine light on us and expose the darkness. And this darkness has to run. It has to flee because it's been exposed. And so when the Lord exposes things in us, it's so that he can remove that that brokenness, that criticism, the insecurity, whatever it is. So I realized then that my insecurities lead to my criticism. Because I'm not so sure about myself and the things I'm learning or teaching. It's interesting, though, because I'm typically pretty sure about the things the Lord is speaking to me. But when I get up here and begin to communicate it, it's as if I'm good with God, but I need to be good with you. Is this okay for you? And, and some other guys that say, are you okay? Is this good? I, everybody okay? Are we, are we good? And it's like, am I giving too much? Am I being too harsh? Am I, you know, is, are these words piercing your heart? I don't want to make you uncomfortable. And so the Lord showed me that my insecurities led to, to a high level of criticism so that I could elevate myself to humble others. But scripture says if you exalt yourself, you'll be humbled. But if you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. And it's as though 5.30 a.m. on Friday morning, the Lord knocked me off of a pedestal. 
what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, just this pedestal that I thought that I was on or that I had built for myself. Oh, I'm a great speaker. I'm great this, this, and that, and the other. Now, I'm aware now of saying right and and these things in my speech, and I can fix that through my speech. But it's the Lord that has to deal with my insecurities so those things don't come up. I can't will myself to not say right and then have heart change happen. I have to allow the, the Lord to move in me to correct that. And maybe it'll manifest through my speech, and maybe it won't. But he used my speech to show me. And it was a really interesting situation. And so we all preface, or we have, and some do preface statements with statements of insecurity. And here's what I want to say about this. Is that sometimes... Being in these places and having these faults, so to speak, um, aren't really, it's not always a fault. It's as though sometimes we're just immature in some areas in our life. And immaturity is not a bad word if we don't use it as a bad word. Illy, she, what is she, a toddler? Right? She's a toddler. At one point, she was an infant. At one point, she'll be a preteen. Right? <laughs> and then she'll be an adolescent. And we use these terms to define a certain point of someone's growth and existence and maturity. You're an infant. So if I were to say, well, you're just an infant. It's okay. You might be like, you know... He doesn't think I know the Lord, and he doesn't think I'm mature, and you're just an infant in the faith. That's like, it seems like it's a bad phrase. And if I were to say, well, you're just ignorant. (laughs) You're just naive. Those, Those seem like bad words, right? But what the Lord is revealing to me in this, in my insecurity, is that it's okay if I'm not fully mature yet. Because I'm on the way. Scripture promises that I'll be brought into full maturity. I am in my journey where I am. And I am indeed in relationship with the Father. And I'm His child and He is disciplining me. And I am growing. And He is showing me areas of my heart that need to be exposed and, and, and dealt with. And so there are areas of my faith and my leadership and my teaching where I have been and I am naive and I am ignorant and I am an infant or an adolescent and I don't currently have full understanding of all things. And that's okay. And that's okay. And so it's very possible... So if I were afraid that I was going to come up and say something wrong or look like an idiot or sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, if I were truly afraid of that, I probably wouldn't get up here in the first place and begin to say these things. But I do essentially step out and begin to teach, but then look for affirmation from people. Is this right? Is this right? Right? I did that with you the other day. Do you agree with this, Chris? You know... (laughs) just straight up I was doing this and I really believe it's something the Lord wants to deal with us and so number one I want all of us to be okay 
with where we are, but Kim, she did speak a message of growing up. The Lord wants us to grow. It's not that I say, well, you know, I'm just immature in the faith, and then I live in immaturity in my entire life. No, I'm, I'm to grow. Or I'm just naive or ignorant. Well, I can gain knowledge and understanding by the anointing of the Spirit in me to teach me and show me all things. Being yoked with Christ, I can move forward in my knowledge and wisdom and understanding of all things pertaining to heaven and earth and godliness. And right, We've been given everything we need. And so... I need us to be okay and not be insecure. I think that's the statement I'm trying to make. So it needs to be okay and not be insecure. We can be bold. We can be bold and we can be naive. But the beauty of this relationship with us is that we all love each other. And we all want each other to grow. And if... If, I have, if I'm ever out of line, like, I hope that somebody would put me in line. It doesn't always feel good. You know, the, the, one of the things that is the most humbling experience for me is when I'm wrong and Kim is right. <laughs> it's a very... Yes, so she, right, she keeps me humble. And because of that, I'm exalted. So thank you for holding me down so I can be lifted up, right? <laughs> She holds me down so I can't go anywhere but up from there. <laughs> but it's one of the most humbling experiences when, is when I'm wrong. It, it sucks. I hate being wrong. And that's pride saying you should have all, understand all things concerning all things. And this is why Facebook is terrible because everybody thinks they're um, a, a professor. They have a PhD in every social issue that's going on on the face of the planet, right? Like, everybody has an opinion, everybody thinks they're right. It's pride. Right? And, and people are passionate about their stances, I get that. You know, and there's something to be said about passion and, and, and standing firm. But I would hope that my experience this week, with having been humbled and shown insecurity and, and criticism in my heart, and how the Lord dealt with me with, with that would be an encouragement to you to not be afraid of allowing the Lord to shine light on areas of insecurity and areas of criticism in your own heart. Um, and so I want to read just uh, two, two quick scriptures and, um, and we'll go from there. So Galatians 1.10, I didn't make, I didn't make slides. Galatians 1.10 says, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And so um, Paul's writing this to the Galatians. And he's basically before that, he's saying, if you receive any other gospel than the one that I gave to you, like, you know, don't accept it. And if anybody, even if an angel brings you a different gospel, like, let you know, don't accept it. Let let anybody who brings another gospel be accursed. So he's saying really harsh things, or not harsh, but sharp, and he's being bold. Right? He's standing firm in the statements that he's making. The gospel of Christ that I brought you is the gospel revealed to me by the Spirit in me. For it's right in um, right. Peter confesses that Jesus is the Messiah. He says. Blessed are you, Peter, because it was not man or flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but by our Father in heaven. So no man 
gave this knowledge so that any man could affirm the knowledge. It was given by God and God affirms it. Right? And so Paul makes this statement of certainty and surety and boldness. And then he says, am I seeking approval of man or of God? Basically saying, I don't care what you think or what you have to say in response to the thing that I just said. And this is the boldness we ought to have in the Father. If indeed we are being led by the Spirit in us. Because we know that the Spirit of God does not provoke works of the flesh. For the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. So I can, I can know that when my heart produces criticism, that's not a fruit of the Spirit. That's a fruit of the flesh. So if I'm in any situation, and, 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 and so we're talking about being bold in what the Lord is saying and doing. If it's producing anything other than love and mercy, gentleness, grace. I would, I would say that Paul was, it, it may sound like he was being sharp in, saying, in what he was saying. But it, I believe that was in love. Because there's only one gospel by which man would be saved. Why would we preach another? Then there's no salvation. That's love. And so I believe the people of God, you, with the Spirit in you, we can be bold and we can, we can live in such a way that we don't do things out of insecurity, but we do them in boldness. And I think we saw that kind of crack open last week. And, and Brian, today, you just, I mean, that probably opened the door for you. You came up last week, this week, you're like, let me share. It's a, door, it's a wide open door. You know that you can. You know that you have the, the Spirit in you. I trust the Spirit in you. And uh, Kim said something one time about actually being disciple community because we talked about being open for people to share. And we talked about how, well, you know, some people might come up and say whatever and, you know, what if we don't know what they're going to say? And she said, well, that's why it's called disciple community is because we're a community of believers and we know each other and we love each other and we trust each other. Right? Tim says, hey, I have something to say. Come on. If Rachel says, I have something to say, come on. If Brian has something to say, come on. There's trust. There's love. There's freedom. There's openness. There's relationship. And so again, understand that everything that happens here, we make this the big thing. But essentially what I'm doing, and what I believe what the Lord is doing, is he's giving you boldness in a safe place so that you can have boldness as you leave that place, as you move into you, back into your workplace or whatever it is, you know, you're, you're having this vision as I'm seeing this, you know, there's these pillars and this blue light shooting out. You can share that with us. But what if you're at work and you look at somebody and the Lord shows you a grasshopper on a leaf in the, in the wilderness and you go up to that person and say, hey, man, I, 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 you're probably going to think I'm crazy. Don't know because that's, hey, I... Right, we, we try and, what are we doing? Be bold. Be bold in the Lord. Hey, brother, I looked at you, and the Lord showed me in my spirit a grasshopper on a leaf. Right? There, it, I, I'm going to false interpret this because I just made it up. It's green. It's life. It's bearing. It's, it's, it's growing. Grasshoppers leap. You're about to move into it, whatever. You know what I mean? And, and, and so we can, 
We can be bold in those things. And I believe the Lord wants us to be bold. Scripture tells us, 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so when the Spirit reveals things to us, it's from spirit to, to mind, from spirit to soul. There's, a, there's a, a communication that happens there, right? From the supernatural and the invisible, communicated then into our soul, which then um, triggers something within our brain so that we, we think and things fire and then we speak, right? So there's, there's a, a, this transition from spiritual to natural. The spiritual moves the natural. The spiritual manifests into the natural. So you get a word from the Spirit... We get a word from the Spirit. It's truth. It's reality. It's right. It's from God. We can be sure and bold. But something happens when it crosses over into our mind where our mind starts to want to reject it because of our sinful nature and our flesh. And so it comes into battle with the Spirit. So that we say, well, was that the Spirit? Well, let me just say, and and I want you to have boldness in this. We should test all things. Absolutely. But if I know that I'm connecting with the Father, let's say I'm, I'm in prayer. I say, Father, I'm, you're in me, I'm in you, your spirit. Lord, what do you want to show me? And then he shows me something. Oh, well, that was Satan. Well, who did you just pray to? Did you pray to Satan? Did you say, I'm in agreement with you, Satan, and your spirit's in me, and I'm in you? No, you just said, Father, you're in me, and I'm in you. And what is spoken, right? Obviously, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in... Uh, conjunction with the heart and the mind of the Father. It's not going to, again, it's not going to produce works of the flesh. It's going to produce spirit. And so it says we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And I was thinking about that, and I thought about hierarchy. And Christ is the highest authority. Everything is under his feet. And so essentially what happens is when we take, we have thoughts that come in, and we allow those thoughts to, to, to win against us so that we don't act on what the spirit wants or desires we've then placed christ under that thought and so we've essentially knocked him off of his throne and we've said no he says i have all authority in heaven and earth and we say no you don't (laughs) isn't that crazy and so what i believe is the lord wants he's he is activating his people he's activating you he's saying be bold Know that I'm in you. Know that the spirit that I've given you and placed in you reveals all things and all mystery and all truth. You need no one to teach you anything except that the spirit would teach you and confirm. And so I speak not teaching a new thing, only that which I hear the spirit give. And the spirit in you confirms that I'm giving what the spirit is saying. I'm a conduit. So you don't learn from me. You learn from the Spirit as you listen, and He teaches you and says, yes, this is right. There's a scripture, and I want to read just one more. And Kim, did, did you want to come up and follow up to this with identity stuff, or not today? No? Okay. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit. Oi, come on. Oh no, there's silence in the pulpit. People are going to think, oh. What's, hold on, I'm going to it. John 16. Oh, it's so good. 16. Um, 
16.12 says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. (laughs) Jesus, by his own confession, said, I have not finished speaking. How about that? (laughs) I read this yesterday and read right over it. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Who's going to guide you into all truth? Do I guide you into all truth? I speak truth and the spirit confirms truth. As the spirit leads me to speak truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. Again, the spirit in us, he will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. That the Holy Spirit speaks on behalf of the Father and takes what is Christ and gives it to us. What? All. All that I... Yeah, how about that? So check this out. Verse 15, all that the father has is mine. Remember the story of the prodigal son and the son from the field came to his dad and said, you gave him the fattened calf. You haven't even given me a skinny goat, basically. And he says, I've always been with you and everything that I have is yours. This is the father that we have in heaven who loves us and who's sealed us with his spirit and gives us all truth and all understanding and all knowledge. And so we can be sure that as the Spirit moves in us, we can step out in boldness. And we might look like a fool to man, but are we here to please men or here to please God? For if we were here to please man, we wouldn't be servants of Christ. If you want to please man, stop following Jesus. It's as simple as that. And I know nobody here is going to stop following Jesus. I mean, let's hope you don't. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But if you hear my heart and the Father's heart in this moment, be bold. Be bold, little children in the Lord. (laughs) You are his children. He loves you. He sees you. He says, be bold. Don't live in fear. Don't live in insecurity. Don't live in uncertainty. Don't worry about pleasing men. Don't care about what man will say. I'm showing you all things. I'm revealing to you all things. I'm revealing mystery. And I'll move you, and I'll move you in love, and I'll move you in patience and in kindness, and you'll administer my kingdom into heaven, into earth as it is in heaven. We are the hands and feet of Christ. Christ came. He walked the face of the earth. He loved people. He showed mercy, grace. He raised the dead, healed the blind, healed the sick delivered people, spoke to, spoke to their hearts, gave them freedom, taught them principles about the kingdom. And then he said, it is better, earlier in John 16, look it up. He said, it's better that I go away. Because if I don't go away, then the counselor will not come to you. And he says, so I'm going away. I'm going to send you the spirit. He's going to lead you and guide you. And the same spirit that is in me, doing these works, loving these people, administering forth the kingdom of heaven, onto earth, is going to reside and live through you, and you will be my continued body. You will be the continuation of my presence on earth, 
and I will be your head. And I will lead you into all, all things and show you all things and confirm all things. Amen? Can we receive it?